Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. Jump inside this podcast and I'm going to teach you how to read your own blood work so you can find the answers to your health concerns. Yes, those normal labs that your doctor keeps saying, oh, they look great. We'll see you again in six months. They really have answers in them if you know how to read it correctly. So come join me along this journey, leave a review and share with your friends. Let's dive in. What health coaching certification program do I recommend? I get this question asked all the time. Well, I've finally vetted them out and the one program that outshines all others is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition or FDN. There are three reasons why. One, it's very clinically based and teaches labs. I myself turned down a master's degree in functional medicine because it didn't teach labs. Two, you have lifetime access and it always gets updated. This is important because things change and you need to be in the know. Three, when you complete the training on your timeline, they have an incredible post-grad community. So they don't just kick you out on the streets and say, good luck. If you've been thinking about receiving your health coaching certification or are a practitioner looking to branch out and scale a virtual practice, now is the time. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and those you're about to help. Go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie. Check the show notes for a $250 off code available for a limited time. I am happy to announce that I have partnered with Functional Diagnostic Nutrition because I love their program so much. They're now the podcast sponsor. All right, let's get into the podcast episode. Here we go. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, your host, Dr. Kylie. We're going to talk about rewiring the brain today and how it can be helpful, who needs it, and what are the outcomes. Um, Lisa is joining us from Australia. So welcome on, Lisa. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Okay, so walk me through, walk me through your basically your journey and how, you know, why rewiring the brain for you? Yes, such a loaded question, <laughs> and I, I do. Um, I, I guess I have to sort of go back in time and sort of set the scene. Um, because I think that there was a, like my very first memory was the, the, the day my life changed and I was about four. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I, I was called into my parents' bedroom, um, and my dad was sitting on the end of the bed. He was crying and he was sitting there with a single suitcase and he looked at my sister and I, and he just said, I'm so sorry. I love you, but I have to leave. I can't stay here anymore. And I don't really remember anything else apart from being so overcome with fear. And what I imagine what would have gone through a child's mind, because much of my childhood has been blocked out, is um, what, why are you leaving? Am I a bad child? What have I done wrong? Why don't I deserve your love? Um, and so without going into like the, the full blown story of my childhood, uh, my mother had psych- very violent psychiatric illness and she was in and out of psychiatric wards. Um, 
Uh, and so my sister and I lived in absolute uh, horror, fear. Uh, there was a lot of physical violence, a lot of emotional violence. Um, so I literally disconnected um, because it was it was survival. And but it was interesting that there was always a little voice inside of me that said, "Lisa, everything's going to be okay. This isn't normal. You know, the other kids." their home life isn't like this. Um, I, uh, I, I, I ended up being, um, started swimming when I was about six years old, which was probably a blessing. Um, you know how there's school carnivals, like sports carnivals, uh, with athletics or swimming. Well, I launched myself into the pool and uh, basically drowned halfway, but decided I wanted to be a swimmer. So, <laughs> So um, I, I was allowed to go to swimming training and the beautiful thing was that I was surrounded by champions. I was surrounded by strong mindset, driven, caring, successful mentors, uh, teammates because uh, we had world-class swimmers in our club and even one Olympian and I just thought, wow, you know, when I grow up I want to be like that. So I was able you were six. Yeah. <laughs> I have a six year old right now. I can't imagine. I mean, what cool environment is that? Yes. Yes. It, sort of still really naive to it, but because I had no, no nurturing or mentoring or love at home, the pool was my family. And so I idolized these people. Um, and, and very interestingly, uh, because I could spend five, day, five hours a day at, at the club because morning and evening I trained and then, um, you know, that time at school. So I very rarely had to be at home. So I, so I needed to not be at home so I could feel safe because. Um, where, where was your sister? She was at home. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's not been a very good life for her. <laughs> um, that's a completely different story. Um, well, let's focus on you. Yes, yes. I'd probably lose my biscuits if I <laughs> if I start talking about my sister. A um, lot of devastation and self-harm. But I, I don't know if you've been um, exposed to Dennis Waitley. He um, had a lot to do with uh, world-class athletes and um, would teach them to run the events in their mind. And as we know, the mind doesn't know the difference between a, a thought and a real physical experience. You get the same bodily response. But way back then, I mean, I only found out about Dennis Waitley in the last 15, 20 years. Um, I'm in my 50s now, so we're talking a long, long time ago. So we would run the events in our brain. So I would learn to do mind movies. And for me, that was also a great escape when I was at home. I would just disappear somewhere, um, often into Looney Tunes, like the cartoons. Uh, they were, I felt safe there. I, I've got a real Mickey Mouse from uh, 
um, Disneyland up on my uh, up on my counter there. Um, so my family, I just took my kids to Disneyland last week. Amazing. We got back a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago. Yeah, that was my childhood dream uh, to go and hug Mickey. Actually, I won't talk about that because I will burst out crying because that moment I hugged Mickey, I just said I've been, and it was only ten years ago. <laughs> I said I've been waiting my whole life to do this, and I just felt like a child again. And he just patted my back. Oh, but it's a long ways to come for you. It like is. For me, it's an hour flight. Uh, yes, it's a whole day and we lose a day and then we gain a day. It's just like mm-hmm. space travel. <laughs> um, so that was the beginning of me um, really taking control of my mind. I became a champion, a national champion. Um, but unfortunately, because of my mother's um condition um she needed to be in control it was very narcissistic as well so um it became her obsession my swimming became her obsession and so i started to burn out because i like i was traveling all over the country um and i started to hate it which was not the place to be if you wanted to be a champion and so uh as the body does when you start to become so emotionally upset about something you become ill. And so I was constantly getting ear infections, which meant I had to be out of the pool. And so eventually I stopped. Um, and the next thing I did, a friend invited me to a martial arts club. And I just thought, well, that sounds cool because at least I can learn how to defend myself properly. I was about 14, I think. And um, it was a kung fu club but it was actually a metaphysics club. And so we did meditation, Tai Chi. We learned all about the internal energy and how to use that, um, how to channel that, how to. So I was already uh, able to really control my mind. Um, It didn't take away my um, being stuck in survival and fear um, because I still always had to go home. But I, when I started to learn all this, I just felt really at home. I just thought, I, I understand this. This is, this feels natural to me. And, um, uh, my, my, my drive for success, I've now realized as I got older was to try and win my mother's love. Um, I've not had contact with her for more than 30 years uh, because it was, a, it, it was a case of completely disconnect um, or perish. And so I chose to disconnect, which was a very difficult thing to do because I still ran on the patterns of fear. Um, you know, I constantly had this overwhelm of, of panic going on inside of me Um and I, I joined, actually, I ran away as a, a 16-year-old. Um, she, she kept telling me she was actually going to kill me while I was sleeping. And so that, I just thought, I can't do this anymore. Um, and so because I was, I was very strong, I was starting to take control of my own life and that did not align with her <laughs> condition. <laughs> I was, I was looked at as the that enemy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I was danger and, uh, uh, I, anyway, so I, after I 
I had to finish school, so I did come home for a short time. Um, and, uh, and that was a, a whole experience within itself because there was not a lot of um, safe houses for kids back then. We're talking in the 80s. And so uh, it was called more a halfway house. And so there were all kinds of kids there um, and young adults. Um, so my eyes opened up very wide as to what other things were going on in the world besides my crazy house. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I then thought I've still got to get away from here as far as possible. So I joined the army, <laughs> became a soldier, <laughs> um, just one weird experience after the other. And, uh, and um, I, I actually just started to develop, oh, I, I sort of skipped the part where I developed anorexia nervosa as a, a teenager as well, um, because that was the only thing I could control. Takes a lot of mind power to starve yourself to death. <laughs> I ended up hospitalized. Um, that really screwed up my health. And uh, I developed multiple systemic autoimmune conditions. I have, I've had over 18 surgeries so far. Um, I've had a, a that, that was way back then in my past life. Um, I was also severely injured in the army, um, which left me lower limb disabled. Uh, I had a hip replacement about five years ago, which was so cool. I'm now the bionic woman. Um, but you know, my, my life's condition was suffering. And so it was normal for me to be in pain, to be sick. Um, I had a couple of abusive marriages, um, lost everything and was facing bankruptcy. So there's like been a lot to, to tick off the list of. You got um, like yep, the I, ultimate TEDx story going on yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, all of this, one thing I've had some incredible mentors, Mr. Jim Rohn, who was Tony Robbins mentor <laughs> and, um, uh, I, and I've been part of Tony Robbins community for well over 20 years as well. And one thing Tony always said was life happens for you, not to you. And so I've always reflected and thought what is the lesson in this? What can I learn from all of this suffering, all of this tragedy? And what I was driven on was angry desire. I had lots of success. I lost it a lot, but I, I, was, I was so success driven. But I was success without fulfillment. And that is a really big problem to have because you're always empty. And my, I became a medical scientist once I left the army because I always had, um, like the human body is an incredible, incredible organic machine. And it doesn't matter what happens to it, like this body's been through a lot. Um, it, it magically wants to be well. And so if we really embrace that thought, um, most of the time, our biggest obstacle is ourself. So we've got to learn how do we get out of our own way. But most people are not aware of how to get out of their own way. Um, they're still so involved in the lack, the problem, the suffering, um, their own self-torment, that endless mind chatter that goes on over and over again, that it's actually a hardwired pattern in our nervous system. 
which then creates a this amazing, lovely chemical response, which then drives our hormones, which then gives us this physical outcome. So, um, gosh, what really, really happened? Because I had to get out of living in the hormones of stress and fear because that kept giving me more of the stuff I didn't want, <laughs> like sickness, pain, bad husbands, um, <laughs> losing all of my money again. Um, the way the way I went was facing bankruptcy is was um, my second husband uh, because I was young and naive um, and I'd worked very hard. I had a, a couple of investment properties and um, uh, he wanted to get involved in a small business in his field. And so, you know, uh, I was asked, could I actually go guarantor with my properties? And, you know, being naive, I just said, okay, what does that involve? So anyways, as you know, the story doesn't go very well. His business failed and uh, we separated and I had uh, over $500,000 debt. So, and he walked away free. I walked away with a suitcase, which was sort of like the life circle oh my of my uh of watching my dad walk out the door with a suitcase. And so I was homeless for a little while. So yeah, I've ticked off a lot of boxes here as I'm rattling off this story. <laughs> um, but the beautiful thing is that uh, when I went, I, I actually left the medical profession because I, I'd had a lot of Eastern um, holistic exposure. And because I was so personally unwell, and uh, Western medicine was not assisting me at that point. I just kept having bits chopped out. Um, I had systemic endometriosis. I was like, here, just take this, manage this. Well, let's cut this out and remove this. Yes, yep. yes, because um, I had hormone disease. And so I had a hysterectomy at 29. Um, I had, oh, uh, gosh. yeah. <laughs> I, yep, the lo list is long, my dear. Um, so the hormone treatment I went through for ten years was horrific, and uh, and I was I was working in oncology and um, uh, as a medical scientist and in the bone marrow transplant unit. And and what I what I was exposed to with the the pharmaceutical component of treatment. Um, uh, it just was not aligned with my values because there was bringing in wellness into dying patients who had no immune system was just not on their agenda. And so I, I had to solve my own health problems and I really wanted to um, pursue helping people achieve wellness rather than treating sickness. And so it really took on, uh, I went into nutrition and fitness as well as breathwork, meditation. And what I found was because I've helped thousands of women lose weight is that they would get a short result and then go back to their old patterns. And the biggest thing that they were not working on was their mind. They were expecting to get a result from outside stuff rather than working on the inside. And 
So this is the pathway that I've gone down is to really help people. And it, it comes not just from, you know, the, the weight management side of things, but there are, there are successful people, but they're trapped in survival. They're trapped in anxiety, stress, all of these old patterns of the past um, to, to prevent them from moving forward. You know, it's two steps forward, two steps back because that was my pattern. And so it's learning how to actually rewire the nervous system. And as we know with neuroscience, you, you basically need to consciously rewire the subconscious. <laughs> and, and to do that, you know, it's in a state of um, uh, meditation, hypnosis. It's being able to be awake while you're in theta waves and, and a certain brainwave pattern with, with information coming in but it's over and over and over and over again. It's that spaced repetition until, you know, your nervous system actually uh, solidly wires those new connections together and it now becomes new hardware. The only way you can change your life is to change your state in an elevated state of emotion, up in the joy, the love, the, the compassion, the kindness, all of those positive emotions to to be then thinking of how you want to live your life and visualize living in that like it's a very involved process but it requires discipline and it's not a magic carpet ride because you have to face what is holding you back you have to really go back to where you have um, hardwired, which is, as we know, between birth and the age of six or seven is where all of most of our programming comes in. And then we just spend the rest of our life messed up in that program. <laughs> Unless we have, uh, intervention come along, but we, we are our own supernatural recipe. We just have to find the tools, the mentors, the, the, the correct way that you can actually reprogram your nervous system to be in a, a body that you love and respect to have those unconditional joyful relationships and to really just live the best version of yourself and and achieve all of your life's and business goals everything on my bucket list well no not everything there's about another thousand things on there but you know I've, I've achieved so much because I'm very goal orientated and I, I, it, it's almost a mantra. It's, it's, it's part of my daily practice. Before I got on this call, I did my morning routine, you know, so it's, it's, it's an intrinsic part of my nervous system and it certainly superpowers my day. I've got this amazing morning routine that I share with people as well. So, um, and, but the, what's, the, there, what's a key component of it? There's actually seven power moves to it. The key component is consistency. It involves gratitude and it involves breath work. It involves nutrition. It involves movement. It involves, I, I call it mind movie meditation. Um, and uh, the other thing is um, some part of your day, you need to be upskilling your brain. You need to be putting positive input of some kind of, powerful podcasts, mentoring, motivation, something to uplift your personal state and vibration. And uh, so um, 
I, I know I, I'm sort of just like a fire hose here. I, I get so, <laughs> so much coming out. I love it. Just keep going. Where was the, the time? Like I've had probably five or six major timeline events where life has just taken off on a trajectory. One thing I always did, Kylie, was I've always listened to my inner voice because we've got to outdo the chatter up here because it doesn't stop. Like there's 70,000 ridiculous thoughts we have over and over again a day. Um, but I always listened to my gut. When I didn't, it didn't serve me. And, um, but we, it's sort of like the five second rule, you know, Mel Robbins, five, four, three, two, one, go. If, if you don't act on that gut instinct straight away, your head's going to talk you straight out of it. Um, but, I was sitting in a conference in Singapore in 2010. Um, I was, uh, I became partner with a health and wellness company, which was part of my nutrition business. And so, uh, we, we always went to leadership development conferences and there were, there was, um, a couple of, uh, there was a husband and wife, beautiful Korean couple on stage and, uh, it was all via translation. So you really had to be present. This is another key thing is you, if you want your life to change, you have to be present. You have to learn how to be still. And that's, that's also part of the process of awareness. Um, cause people just love to do all this other stuff to, um, as a distraction to, to, to lose their pain. But there was a picture of a big blue door where we're actually both wearing blue today. And what was about to happen was the moment that changed my life forever. And in the Buddhist philosophy, the blue door is the gateway to joy and happiness. But what she said was, the oh, got to catch myself there. I was just about to get emotional. And that's what you want. You want, you want to change your state that you become very emotional with what you need your life to change into is that she said, the blue door is the doorway to your heart. And at that moment, I had this crushing pain and overwhelm. Ooh, here I go again on my chest. And I just thought, cause I was what am I now? 53. So I was just over 40. And I just thought for the last 40 years, I've had my heart locked closed. And yes, that protects you from being hurt, but it also stops you from receiving love, not just from outside, but also from yourself. You don't allow yourself love, self-love. And when you don't do that, your cup is always going to be empty. And it doesn't matter what you, what you achieve, what you try and get from outside, what things you try to lose weight, get fit, um, whatever, whatever, you will not be able to go past that point of expansion where you're never going to expand back. And after I, cause I had a little cry and at that moment, I just felt this weight lift off my shoulders 
because I actually think I allowed the door to open in that moment because I was in the right state to be able to do that. And I, I was driven on angry desire. At that moment, it turned into inspired desire, which means that you allow the, the universal energy to flow. You can take the path of least resistance. You attract into your life what you need on the same vibration. If you're negative and angry, you're going to attract negative and angry. If you're happy, positive, uplifted, you're going to attract that beautiful, magical moments, circumstances, opportunities into your life. And exactly, life is a mirror. Life is a big mirror. You attract who you and want. And at that point, um, I realized I had to, because one thing that um, I am not a practicing Buddhist, but I love the philosophy of Buddhism because it's about compassion and kindness. I was not that. <laughs> I was just this. Someone called me an ice maiden once and <laughs> I was driven. It's like no excuses. Doesn't matter what you've been through. Just get it done. I can do it, you know, so why don't you? And But the world doesn't operate that way. When I learned that I had to live with compassion, and the biggest thing here, two biggest things, three biggest things, <laughs> the list is growing, forgiveness, compassion, love and gratitude for, there we go, they're all in those really high vibrations. I had to learn to forgive my mother. And what when I did, it took a very long process. I, I had to do many things of writing letters of and burning them to let it go, you know, and did all these these funny little rituals as well because I had to change my state. Um, I had to understand that she lived a life of suffering and I had to look at it from a compassionate point of view that even though she should have been behind bars, I had to have compassion for the woman that she was living in an, a, a very heightened state of suffering constantly. And when people are suffering, their biggest thing is that they hurt the people around them. And that goes for everybody. doesn't matter if you're a nutcase or not. It, it's a, it, I always say hurt people, hurt people. Yes. Yes. So I, I then went on this, mission to learn because I didn't know what love was I had to learn it so those four things are really part of my daily practice I also have a little nighttime routine that you know I list the the, the three or four things that were just fun and joyful in my day didn't have to be monumental but also if I did something that I could have done better um, or I might have just you know, said something that could have come out better. I just, I, I forgive myself for saying that or doing that or being that. Um, and, and also, um, 
ask for quietly, ask for forgiveness from that person and send them love. So there's, there's always these conscious moments in my day of being present um, and, and just leading with love. I, I, when, when something's challenging me, I ask myself, Lisa, what would love do? How would love respond to that? And that, that is also part of constantly reinforcing those positive emotions in your nervous system to allow you to stop being trigger response of that autonomic nervous system kicking in in that fight and flight of your mouth moving before your brain has time to catch it or, you know, um, of just having this uh, hissy fit or panic attack or all of those things that go on when your body is actually in control of your mind. It's got to be the other way around. But when we live in the hormones of stress, we are hardwired for our body to, it's, it's an addiction. Like these little cellular receptors are saying, I haven't had my fix today. What crisis can we have so I feel better? You know, I, I can make it sound funny, but it's not. It's actually what happens. If you're a coffee drinker, you don't have your coffee. The little jackhammer in your head tells you, oh, gosh, I better go have that, that coffee. <laughs> so it's exactly the same. Our cells are receptors. We can epigenetically change our state by our thought process, but it has to be done over and over and over again. So we can change our gene expression of who we are. And I know that because I'm evidence. I can, I, I've, I've done that process, but it takes work. It takes, you actually want, have to want to do it. You have to be more comfortable of knowing you're going to be uncomfortable than living in your current state of suffering and, you know, being a victim of your own life, which is tragic because it's a jail cell. And life is short. I know that. <laughs> but I'm halfway. I reckon I'm going to crack the 100. So <laughs> that's my plan. Well, Lisa, where can they go to learn more about you and work with you? Okay. Um, LisaMarie.com. So I will uh, spell my surname out um, because it can be a bit uh, confusing. It's Lisa, L-I-S-A-M-A double R, double E. That's a double R, double E dot com. And uh, L-I-S-A-M-A-R-R-E-E dot com. Yes, yes. And uh, I'd be more than happy to um, uh, to have a chat with you if you do want to. I'm actually doing a Rise Up Challenge in about three weeks as well where we go right into the neuroscience and how we can rewire our nervous system. Um, it's a free five-day challenge. So if you reach out to me, then... Send uh, me the details for that. Say that again, please. Send, send me the details for that. Okay. Okay, great. I will. Thank you so much. And uh, yep. we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm, I always love to talk this about this topic because it's, it's so new to me. I would have never imagined you could actually like rewire the brain and that I would need to do that. Mm -hmm. And I've had to do that to reach higher and higher levels of success and that impact more lives. 
Um, but I would have never even dreamt that that was requirement of an entrepreneurial life. I know it, it's, it sounds like such a bizarre concept, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the way you said it was incredible. Your story is incredible. Um, just keep changing lives. Thank you so much. And I'm so honored to be part of your show to, uh, help impact people. And, um, and if I can do it, you can do it literally. <laughs> the health coaching certification program that I recommend is functional diagnostic nutrition or FDN. You can get started anytime. So grab the $250 off code from the show notes and go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie and get started. Don't wait any longer. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and for those you're about to help. FDNtraining.com slash Dr. Kylie. Ready to have all of your blood work compiled in one location where you can easily read it all together? Well, go grab my book, Why Are My Labs Normal on Amazon. Grab it, learn how to read your own labs, and take the power back in your hands because your normal blood work is loaded with answers. You just got to have the right person reading it and the right person can be you. Go grab it on Amazon. Why are my labs normal by Dr. Kylie Burton? Leave a review and we'll see you on the next episode.